right now, though, an interesting discussion. This is going to be very interesting, I think, for a lot of listeners. We're going to be talking about a new report just out by the Parkland Institute that is taking a look at what they call the financialization of farmland in Alberta. And the report says there is a crisis brewing in our province. Investors buying up farmland, making it more expensive for farmers. Um, We're seeing more tenant farming where people are renting farmland. And if you want to get into the industry, if you want to become a new farmer, well, it's becoming cost prohibitive. A lot of, you know, warning signs on the horizon here. So we're going to speak now with Catherine Ask, who is the report author, uh, a settler and a farm worker. And we're going to find out exactly what's going on here. Catherine, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's just... uh, define the terms here that we're talking about. Alberta's farmland is being financialized. Explain to us what that means. Right, totally. Um, So the financialization of farmland simply refers to the increased role of financial actors, so like investors and and lenders, banks, you know, FCC, uh, institutions, uh, motives and markets in, in shaping diverse parts of our lives, and in this case, um, the, the farmland market. What's causing it? Why are we seeing this happen? And how much are we seeing it happen? Is it, is it escalating? Is it happening more and more? Is this a trend that's continuing? Right. It's absolutely a trend that's continuing. It's, it's happening around the world. Basically, uh, you know, ever since the 2008 financial crash, investors around the world of diverse types, um, suddenly the stability of farmland and its you know, slow, steady appreciation became appealing. And so they've been buying up it up around the world. It's certainly something that's happening in Alberta. Um, uh, when I spoke to farmers, I spoke to uh, 52 folks across the province, grain and oilseed farmers, and I asked them, you know, why do you think, why do you think farmland prices are getting so high? Yeah. And a lot of them would talk about, you know, supply demand, that sort of thing. You know, they aren't making it anymore. But really what my report is trying to show is there's actually something more kind of political going on. Uh, decisions are being made that are allowing uh, investors to buy farmland in Alberta. It seems like a small number of acres so far relative to the 50 million across the province, but they have deep pockets and they can pay more than, than farmers can. And, and so every time they purchase a quarter section, um, it sets a new standard and if farmers can't keep up and they're getting, you know, they're, they're, they're getting kicked off the land and only the largest farms are able to keep buying. So, yeah, let's talk about that. First of all, if you want to be uh, someone new to the industry, if you want to get into farming, it becomes cost prohibitive at some point where these large, large investors are buying up the land, driving up the price, and it just becomes out of reach, right? Oh, abs- absolutely. I mean, farmers told me again and again that there's no way you can make it in the in the grain industry. This is what I was looking at, unless you come from a from a family farm, you know, and you've got some kind of support you've got you know uh parents with some land that you can use as equity to get a loan from the bank or what have you but but anybody else who's getting started in farming in alberta they're not getting into the commodity industry they're not getting into dairy you know they're 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 most likely getting into some form of like small scale direct marketed um stuff because it's it's impossible otherwise and so we're we're going headlong into a crisis of generational renewal we we all know the average age of farmers is is well into the 50s um we need more farmers on the land. We, we need to revitalize our rural areas, but that's not going to be possible with these sky-high land prices and the disconnection between the productive value of land, that is how much can you make on it through farming, and how much it costs on the market. So that's an interesting point, because when you've got uh, these large groups that you know aren't really tied to the land beyond the financial investment, and then they're hiring 
you know, rental farmers or tenant farmers to come in and work the land. Yeah. They're not really tied to the land. That, that I don't know if you want to call it respect, but that, that, that bond with the land isn't there anymore, right? No, that's exactly right. I mean, you have you literally have uh, rich folks in Toronto, or you have pension plans, or you have you know Cantera Capital Core, whatever it is. They don't. They're not even in Alberta at all. Often, um, who who are owning this land for a pure financial investment? They don't have care what happens on the ground there. They don't care about any kind of ecological or social metrics. Um, and, and part of the part of the problem here is that you know, and and rural folks in Alberta have seen this happening for a long, long time. Rural areas are getting hollowed out. There's not the same population base. There's not the same vibrancy there used to be, and and that's a huge problem. So the end result, I mean, if this continues for another five years, ten years, fifty years, where do we end up? <sighs> well, I think uh, we're going to end up with a lot more farmers renting in much more precarious economic situations. They're, you know, when farmers rent, they're disconnected from the long-term health of the land. It limits the way that they can produce. And I think that in light of what's coming our way with climate change, with more volatile weather, with farmers, you know, um, um, already experiencing those intense impacts, uh, it's going to put us in a really dangerous position. Um, that said, I just want to make this point that there's nothing inevitable about where right. we're going. And, and this is the point, right? There are policy changes that we could push for that could change things. We could limit uh, investors' ability to buy farmland. We could, we could, um, we could make it illegal <laughs> altogether. Uh, there are various things that can be done. So we just need to organize ourselves and, and push for some policy change. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. It's not like it, it's just a foregone conclusion that this is going to happen, but it's going to take a lot of work. And I, this is the first time I've heard of it, Catherine. I don't know if it's if anybody is even working on, you know, addressing that or even sees it as a problem, to be honest with you. Right. Well, what I can tell you is that certainly on the ground, the farmers I spoke sure. to had all heard of it. Um, uh, but I agree, it's not something that has really, like, burst into the public no. sphere yet. Last or politics. Year, Bill Gates yeah, yeah, sure. Last year, last year it came to light, um, and I remember a bunch of my friends talking to me about this. It, it, like, it, it really spun around uh, in the news that Bill Gates owns, uh, you know, owns close to 250,000 acres of farmland across the U.S. Well, um, in Canada, a man named Robert Angelic owns just about that much in Saskatchewan alone, an Albertan man, actually. Um, the reality in Canada is that it's absolutely happening. It's been happening for over a decade now. Um, but provincial governments have not been tracking and, and mapping the trend. Um, so it's kind of been up to public researchers like myself to, to try and uh, pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, maybe uh, reports like this will, will bring that to light. Certainly did for me. Uh, Catherine, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Very interesting. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. That is Catherine Ask, who is uh, the author of the report, Finance in the Fields, Investors, Lenders, Farmers, and the Future of Farmland in Alberta. And, you know, she makes a really good point is, you know, you have more and more of this investment from people who aren't aren't even here, right? I mean, they're just investing in the land, recognizing that it's a good, stable, long-term investment. But then you've got the land rented out, and it just, you know, if you want to be the small family farmer, is that is that something that's disappearing in Alberta and in Saskatchewan and in other places, which, you know, is sort of the backbone of, of many, many, many communities in uh, in this part of the world. So 